Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. It's Tuesday. Ready for three hours. We are live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Merrill Hodge on the show today. Does not like Caleb Williams as a prospect. Very controversial. That will be coming up a couple hours from now. J-Mac. You know, I saw a story yesterday. And a lot of people are saying LeBron should take a pay cut with his new deal. (laughs) And um, sometimes in the NFL, you get that from, like, star quarterbacks so you can surround them with better players. And I have seen in NBA players, D-Wade, Bosch, LeBron, all took less than they could have to form a great team. What do they call it, a hometown discount? I'm never going to tell an athlete to take less. Nor would I. (laughs) But I, I saw this story this morning. Brian Windhorst, know him, trust him, said LeBron is going to sign a deal for the Lakers in the offseason. And it's going to be nine figures. And again, I'm 60 million bucks a year. LeBron's still a top five player in the league on any given night. He's the second, third best player in the league. But deep down, the NBA would love to find their Patrick Mahomes. Here you had Peyton Manning and Brady dominating the league. And then a Midwest-based franchise, Kansas City, lands Mahomes. He's fun. He's lively, he's amazing, he's on 10 commercials, and he totally leans into being the face of the NFL, and he is, and he's a great face. He's great. The NFL's always searching for the face of the league because they've always got one. But the NBA doesn't. They've had four since the 80s where a guy was the best player and had the charisma to also be the face of the league. Bird didn't have that charisma, either did Duncan. Kareem, for a time, was the best player. Pushed back, very private individual. Only been four since the 80s. Magic, MJ, Shaq, and LeBron. The best players for a stretch and leaned into it. Steph was never the best player, though I love him. Kobe, 
Let's be honest. He was MJ Light, and Shaq was a much, much bigger star in Los Angeles. Shaq's sheer size and personality overwhelmed Kobe. Jokic now is the best player in the league. He didn't even want to go to the Nuggets championship parade last year. He wanted to go home. Overwhelmingly, the best players are international. They do not seek the spotlight. Our best domestic player, in my opinion, in his prime is Jason Tatum, and he's understated. But the NBA ratings are down severely over the last 10 to 15 years. You can say it's politics. I don't buy that. NBA's always been somewhat political. I think it's they don't have a face for the league. When Michael Jordan retired, they didn't have one. They lost 50% of their ratings. It had nothing to do with politics. They just didn't have a guy ready that had Michael Jordan's class, his look, his style, and his talent. But when the NBA does have a face of the league, the ratings spike. But LeBron sucks so much oxygen out of the room because he's a great businessman and is not going to give up face of the league easily. And there doesn't appear to be a Mahomes on the horizon. My guess is over the next five years, the two best players in the league will be Jokic and Wemby. And international players, you ever get in a plane and they ask you some survey, is this personal or business travel? International players like Wemby and Jokic are all business. It is all basketball. They come into this country. They want to get in their game, their practice, their sleep. They hang with sometimes cousins, friends, family from their country. It is all business. They're not distracted. They like to stay away from the spotlight. They don't seek it. I think LeBron, Windhorse saying, could play another five to six years. And it's going to take an incredibly special player to come in like a Patrick Mahomes and seize it. Brady and Manning were businessmen. They carried that face of the league thing as long as they could. Totally appropriate. I totally get it. I would have done the same thing. It took Mahomes to come in and grab it and seize it. And right now, I don't buy its politics. It wasn't politics when the NBA lost 50% of its audience post-MJ. But MJ was so cool and good-looking and stylish and dominant and relentless. And he also loved being the face of the league and all that came with it. The glamour, the fame, the money, the net worth. The NBA, they see this story on LeBron. They're happy for him. Adam Silver communicates with LeBron in his camp regularly. But deep down, I think they're looking for their Mahomes. And the league now is so internationally viable, I don't see one on the horizon. Willing to not only be the best player, but want. The want. Brady, Manning, MJ, Magic, LeBron. The want to be the face of the league. So yesterday we had Peter King on. He retired. Great career. Helped many people. Sort of coronated yesterday on social media. Deservedly so. At the end of his column, I saw this. I didn't make a big deal of it because it was buried at the bottom of the column. And he didn't really have it sourced. But he did say, quote, I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing. That's why I didn't take much into it. But he says it seems to be the way the wind is blowing. And Peter talks about the Bears taking lots of picks and moving down and moving down again and getting all these picks and dominating the next two drafts. And I thought about this this morning. What is the only difference in the last 32 years between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears? 
They play in the same division. Same crappy weather in the winter. Both huge brands. Same division, same conference. They've both had legendary coaches at least for a year or two over the last 32 years. Mike Ditka, Mike Holmgren. I mean, they've both had a lot of pro bowlers. The Packers over the last 32 years have had 51 pro bowlers. The Bears have had 43. What's the difference? The Bears can't get quarterback right, and the Packers always get quarterback right. Favre, Rodgers, and Jordan Love in 32 years have taken 96% of the snaps. Love looks really good. They've done it again. The Bears in that time in 32 years have had 38 different quarterbacks take a snap. That's embarrassing. And once again, here is Chicago with an opportunity to change their quarterback franchise, fortunes, momentum, inertia. And already you're hearing Peter King say, I suppose they'll trade out of the number one pick. Here's two things to know about Caleb Williams. Over the last two years, he's led the nation in offense. The Pac-12's probably the best it's been over those last two years in 30 years. And he has had one elite player, one in two years, at either wide receiver, tight end, running back, or O-line. One, Jordan Addison. One. That's it. They ain't Georgia, Texas, Bama, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson. One. And he's led the nation in offense. The second thing to know is he's lost eight games in two years. And in those eight losses, USC's defense surrendered 43 points a game. He lost by shootouts. The only difference in 32 years between the Packers and the Bears, one never gets the quarterback right, and one always gets the quarterback right. Both have had close to 45 Pro Bowlers in 32 years. Both have had a legendary coach. Both, same division, same conference, same weather, northern tier teams. Big brands. Fox loves putting the Bears on. Fox loves putting the Packers on. Not just the Cowboys Network, not just an Eagles Network. We love the Bears. We love the Packers. The difference is, ask yourself this, Chicago. What would Green Bay do with the number one pick? First, they wouldn't have it because they're competent. Secondly, they would draft Caleb Williams. Because it's what Green Bay does. Always gets the quarterback right. I hear this all the time, but you can trade it down and get dozens of picks. When you get the quarterback right, draft picks become much less important. Lamar Jackson in six years has had one, one legitimate big-time playmaking receiver. He's won 75% of his games. Josh Allen's won 75% of his games as a starter. And he finally this year had a running game emerge. Those are pretty important. Patrick Mahomes' wide receivers led the NFL in drops. He won the Super Bowl. If you get the quarterback right, never forget this. Even if you took out the seventh round and just counted six, over 35% of draft picks miss. Over 25% of first-round picks miss. It's not about draft picks.
It's about getting the quarterback right. Green Bay always does. Chicago never does. What would the Packers do? They'd take Caleb Williams. All right. Lots and lots going on, J-Mac. Still a lot of Russell Wilson chatter bubbling in my social circles. I, I just watched the video um, of that podcast he did. Man, I, I, I don't know if I can let you get away with some of that NBA slander to open the show. I, slander? I, I like the notes. I don't know. Like, I got Warriors uh, next Thursday. I'm going to make a bet on that. Celtic Sixers coming up. Don't, don't you're gambling me... on NBA in, in Absol- February? Absolutely. Wow. Why not college hoops? I had another winner last night. Uh, well, who, a little chaminade or something? No. <laughs> Baylor Bears getting points. Um, <laughs> I don't. It's not slander. Four players since the '80s have been the best player for a substantial amount of time, and have also been the faith of the league. Okay, but, but that, so can bird I get a time and magic. Out? Bird. It was a grumpy kind of a you know kind of tough working class dive on the floor. He didn't embrace it. That wasn't who he was. Magic completely embraced it. Shaq, Kobe, Shaq's sheer size and personality was in movies. Yeah. In fact, the knock on Shaq was he was distracted. Kobe was all basketball. MJ, no question. No question. And LeBron for 16 years now. Pretty first three or four he wasn't. Last, since Miami, been the total face yeah. of the league. I, I think I need to take a crowbar and just jam Steph Curry in there. Steph Curry He's never been the best two- player. Oh, my goodness, okay, so a two-time no, MVP, the uh, only unanimous okay. MVP in the history of the league. But, but remember, MVP, Russell Westbrook won an MVP. He's never been the best player, I would say, in a division. So, so when the Warriors won 73 games, no, Steph Curry was not the so best player be in the league. So to be a star, Shaq came out of college, star, Magic, star, LeBron at a high school, star. Steph Curry went to Davidson. Nobody knew who he was for three years. Fair. When he started winning... Started becoming a star. Kevin Durant supplanted him as the best player on the team. He leaves, and by that point, Steph's not in his prime. Still excellent. Never been the best player in the league. Don't go MVPs. Don't go MVPs. There's a lot of guys that win MVPs that are not the best player. Well, Curry kind of changed the league, the dynamic. Any arena you went to for like a three-year stretch, I don't care who was playing, LeBron, it doesn't matter. Curry jerseys were everywhere. He I'm, was the number one jersey seller. I'm not denying. I think he was the best player in the league for two years. I, uh, the rest of these guys were best player for six years, seven years, okay, eight years, that, nine years. Yeah. You can argue. And by the way. Was Kobe ever the best player in the league? Really tough call. I, I, I would say, you know, there's a lot of arguments he wasn't. I never thought he was the face of the league. He also had an off-court incident. So he, he, he that yeah. really eliminates you from that. Um, so I, I don't. When you were in Los Angeles at the time, I didn't live here at the time. I didn't either. Shaq was so enormous. He was so big. Out of you know, Kobe grew up in Italy. Shaq, I I literally had a beer with Jer- the late Jerry Tarkanian at a restaurant in Las Vegas, and Jerry Tarkanian told me he said this kid at LSU is going to be the greatest player in league history, and I I'd never even heard of Shaquille O'Neal. And he said, you know, Tark liked recruiting. And he was like, you know, we tried to get him. He's like, he'll be the greatest player in the NBA. People knew about Shaq when he was 16 years old. They didn't with Kobe. They, they knew about Kobe. He was high school. He came out. And he was always, let's be honest, his first five or six years in the league, he, he sounded like MJ. He was imitating MJ, but he wasn't MJ. And then he gets to L.A. with Shaq, and they both explode. And Shaq is so big. And so, and by the way, 
Kobe could be, and I, you know, the late Kobe Bryant, we all loved him. But he could be a little off-putting. He could be, go read the book by Jeff Perlman. Kobe was a lot. He wore out Shaq. He wore out Phil. He's a legend. He's great. He's an all-timer. But everybody loved Shaq. Everybody loved Shaq. And to this day, Shaq is like on the most popular. I mean, that, the show he does with Barkley is more popular than the game. <laughs> so, I mean, I, again, this is not slander on Kobe. He's one of the 20 best players I've ever seen, one of the 12 best players I've ever seen, arguably top 10, or Duncan, or... But Luau Cinder, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he never embraced it. He's a very somber, private, academic person. He didn't want it. Duncan yeah. didn't want it. Bird wasn't into it. So very few guys. Now, you can argue Steph for a brief time. But remember, was not a college star. By the time he became a star, he was part of a backcourt duo called the Splash Brothers. Splash Brothers. Oh, I love that. So this. the backcourt duo was yeah. bigger than Steph. That was then they bring in KD. He supplants Steph as the most a talented player. And then we, nobody denies Steph's a all-time great player and a culture changer yeah. for the sport. But I never thought he was the best player in the league. So Kobe, Steph, and Durant probably never, according to you, the never the best player in the league. Well, never the face of the face league. Face of the league, okay. Um, arguably for a year or two. There was a time when Kevin Durant was an OKC. I didn't buy into it. No, no, no. That people were saying he was better than LeBron, and I'm like... What, getting a basket? No, no. Distribution, leadership, toughness, defense. LeBron was the better player always. Kevin may have been a better get-a-basket guy. Like, just go get a hoop. I mean, he's probably one of the great offensive players of my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. That's a good topic. I like that. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome back. Maybe it's because I'm older, the hair is grayer, and I've just seen a lot. But it feels like to me we overreact to everything. Perhaps it's social media, avalanches, start quickly, finish strong. Big controversy this week. The opinions have been radical and at times silly and loony, even from respected people. There was a court-storming accident, small one, Duke Wake Forest. Everybody is now suggesting legislation, policing, lawsuits. Give me a break. Give me a list of college basketball players severely injured from court storming in my life. Let's start with none and go from there. Men's college basketball players on average are 6'5 and 6'6, 6'8, 7 footers. They bang around for two and a half hours, and that's just games, not mentioning practice. So they can't handle bumping into Ethan, the theater major, once a year? Or Josh, the comm major, at 5'8", 164 pounds? Again, maybe it's social media. I just argue there's cameras everywhere. We see everything. The NFL officiating's not that much worse, but there's 74 cameras at a Super Bowl. There used to be four. I'm not, I'm not joking. In fact, when I watched the Duke accident, there was a camera angle that I first saw the accident from on Kyle Flipowski. And I saw the piece of video, and I swear to God, it came from a satellite or an eagle's nest inside the arena. It was like vertical looking down. And my take is, where in the world did that camera angle come from? Listen, I said this yesterday. You have to manage certain things and prepare for certain things. It's like retirement. If you don't manage it and prepare for it, shocker, at 65, you're living check to check. Everything can be managed. Bill Self, in my opinion, the current smartest player or smartest person in college basketball, the Kansas coach, he's had to deal with it because Kansas is, in my opinion, now the best college basketball program. Self is the best coach in the sport. It's a short list, but he's at the top of it, in my opinion. And having dealt with it for years, his take was our take. We've actually gotten uh, uh, better at it because of the way you can prep your team in certain ways. And a lot of the, the, the safety measures <clears throat> up until recently, I think, has been with the, <clears throat> the visiting team uh, educating their own players how to handle it, and I mean like calling a timeout with 15 seconds left and it's a 10-point game just to get guys out of the game or whatever, or tell them, okay, don't go out there by stand next to the sideline. I didn't have cancel culture goes after court storming on my bingo card. 
take a deep breath. If you're in your 20s and 30s rushing to social media, all this crap has happened for five decades. Nobody's getting severely injured. It happens. Kids now can drink in arenas. Manage your players. If you're Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, UConn, you go on the road. Tell your kids. Call a timeout. Tell them, hey, it's going to get a little surly and a little rough here. Watch out for Ethan coming down from row four. He's a sociology major. He's two Bud Lights in, and he's on a heater. But you're 6'8". Just step out of the way. Take a deep breath. Manage. Prepare for things. You'll be ready when it happens. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. How did you come up on Ethan, the sociology major, the theater major? That's kind of, it feels like a little derogatory. I love theater majors. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. That was funny. That I was love Broadway. Funny. Did you write that loved, yourself? Or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, no, no, I have my, 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 I called Conan and Jimmy Kimmel. They sent writers over the phone. I thought that was funny. Good stuff. I got Ryan doing hockey scores all day. He's not giving me anything. He's looking at Bengals depth charts back here. <laughs> I okay, just stop. Uh, Sadly, right, you're right on that. <laughs> let's get started with the Buffalo Bills. Listen, they've been really, really good for the last five seasons, but the postseason has been another story. In an interview with The Athletic, Coach Sean McDermott says it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when Buffalo will lift the Lombardi Trophy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with him <laughs> here. You but, think the Bills get a title? I, I, do, I really, they're going to, Josh Allen's too good not to win a Super Bowl. But of course, Jim Kelly was great, but I think they'll win a Super Bowl. I, I, I do believe that. I, I, they have a run game now. I think they've done a really good job in the front office to um, give Josh a really good tight end, a really good running game. Um, I mean, they 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 felt more whole this year. They felt more complete. They weren't just Josh make a great play. I think they'll win. You know, if you have a great quarterback and a defensive coach, as much as I like offensive coaches, there's a history of Super Bowls. Great defensive coach, great quarterback. You take care of that side. I'll take care of this side. Dungy, Peyton Manning, Belichick, Brady. That's happening less and less. But I just think Buffalo's too good at key spots to not win eventually. Yeah, They're getting by Mahomes, huh? You know, Mahomes, Mahomes is not winning the AFC for 12 straight years. It's not going to happen. Are we sure? I mean, he's been I'm in like sure. six straight AFC title games. Well, the only guys to beat him, one's retired. Brady Tom went Brady. 10 years without winning a Super Bowl. Like there, there, it happens. There's injuries. You get the wrong coordinator. You you just get beat by a very good team. Joe Burrow and Buffalo, both one did beat Kansas City to get to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow did, and Buffalo had him beat with 13 seconds left. So we're 13 seconds from Buffalo and Cincinnati both getting past them. Again, that was like two years ago. Oh, yeah, so two much years ago. You don't think the two bro, years if ago? If you look at the Buffalo depth chart from that two years, that game. Versus what they're going to trot out week one this season. Totally different. No, no, Their actually, is- actually, much better offensively. Much really? better. Oh, absolutely. They have one of the they have the best young tight end in the sport, arguably. Now they have okay. an excellent running back. Like O-line Cook. had their best year in about six years. Stephon Diggs, and they also found that Boise State receiver I like. He's a good two. They'll have they're a much better offensive team today than they were two years ago. They're not as good defensively, but no, by the way, they're still so reliant upon Josh Allen in the biggest spots, and well, that's a problem. By the way. In the Super Bowl, who were the Chiefs reliant in the last three drives? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. You, you're not comparing Mahomes to Allen, are you? I think they're both great. Patrick's better. They're one and two best players in the league. Mahomes one, Allen two. 
can't, can't yeah. quibble with much there. But uh, uh, give me the under on Super Bowl wins in the next five years for the Bills, uh, whatever the number is. Right. Next up, uh, Dak Prescott. We haven't talked about him lately. He's entering the final year of his deal. Currently has a $59.5 million cap hit for 2024. That's the second highest in the league behind Deshaun Watson. Dallas obviously has some holes on the roster and um, the athletic reports. The most likely scenario is Dak signs a new deal in March. Absolutely. Once I saw that the NFL salary cap was going up $31 million per team, the first thing I thought of is Dak's getting his money in March. That is the first thing I thought of is that Chris Jones, the Chiefs can keep him and Dak Prescott's getting his money. Well, now, I, I think he's a B quarterback, but the Dallas wins a lot of games with him, so they're not moving off him. There's no chaos with Dak. They're always viable. Yeah, by the way, th- let's just be clear. They didn't lose to the Packers because Dak Prescott stunk up the joint. He wasn't great, obviously, but that defense yeah. could not get any stops against Jordan Love and, and Wicks and whoever these wide receivers are that nobody's heard of. That mighty Dan Quinn defense got torched at home. That's not... I know Dak didn't win the game, but I don't think he lost I, it, did he? He wasn't great. He was not great. He had the interception he early. He was that- clearly outplayed by Jordan Love at home as a favorite. Clearly That's outplayed. troubling, given the Packers' defense was so bad but, late right, in the season. We've said this before with Jerry. Jerry tells you he wants to win. A lot of people tell you they think, oh, I'm gonna, this, this year I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out. By February, they don't go to the gym. They join in January. By February 20th, they don't go to the gym. I'm going to start eating right. I'm going to be more committed at work. Jerry Jones always says it's about winning. No, it's not. It's about the brand. It is about the brand, and Dak is excellent for the brand. He's likable. Yeah. He's a professional. He's an adult. He wins games. Dak is great for the brand. Now, do I think uh, winning Super Bowls is better for the brand? Yes, but with Dak and Tony Romo, you have a very viable B-plus oh, quarterback yeah. talent. You're on TV every week getting big ratings. Great for the brand. Hey, this is good. That's a good You mention Romo. Okay, uh, without looking at the stats, better Cowboys career, Dak or Romo? I like them both. I think they're both about the same. I think Ooh. I think Tony Tony was a better pure thrower of the football, a more natural thrower of the football. Um, I think Dak is a very formidable leader. Tony was always sort of, I always felt kind of doing his own thing. He's kind of a solo act, doing his own thing, but a great talent. I think Dak's a more formidable leader. If, if you as I, if you said intangibles, Dak. Tangibles, Romo. <laughs> I think Romo's the better sit in the pocket, throw darts. But intangibles, I think uh, Dak is what exactly what I want my franchise guy to be. I, I Podium like- every Wednesday, hat facing forward, grown-up comments. Anytime there's controversy, he pulls it down, puts a blanket on the controversy, always says mm. the right thing. Dak's like the model of the podium quarterback. The model. I felt like Romo was almost underrated when he was he in the was, league. He was. And now it's almost like the way you talk about him, a little overrated. I, he had a solid career. He had a B NFL career, right? He had a B plus. He was a very good quarterback. Very good quarterback. There's a generous teacher, Colin Cowherd, <laughs> handing out B pluses. I mean, that puts I mean every yeah. other quarterback at like an A, huh? Tony Romo was good. He was very good. Solid. He also didn't get the offensive lines that Dak did. Uh, Dak got 10 years, or how many years have you been in the league? Eight, seven, eight years? Tyron Smith in his prime. Zach Martin in his prime. Tony got those guys at the very end of it, but Tony got the you-know-what beat out of him for years because they had bad old lines. That's why the Cowboys went and spent all their draft picks in the first round on offensive linemen. So Romo's career ended quickly because he just got crushed for years, running for his life. And then Dak gets these great offensive lines. When Dak entered the league, Cowboys had easily the most talented O-line for like a five-year period. Easily. 
Tyron Smith is a top five left tackle ever. Zach Martin's a top five offensive guard ever. <laughs> Coward is. Woof, you're hot today. Um, Final story, the Celtics are the best team in the league. Massive lead in the East over the second place Cavs. But my guy, Jason Tatum, is still not getting the respect on the MVP level. Colin, there's a latest MVP straw poll, and Jason Tatum is ranked, wait for it, sixth which has Draymond Green saying the goalposts have shifted. JT will not be taken serious for the MVP until he win a championship. And it just hasn't been that way for everybody else, I must say. It's not that way for Joker. It's not that way for Giannis. It's not that way for Joel. It just ain't really been that way for everybody else. Maybe it's because he got to the NBA Finals and lost, and everybody's like, oh, like, you had your chance, but, I mean, golly, that is brutal. I don't know if it's that or Tatum's never been the best player no. in the league. He's not as good as Jokic. He's not stifle, as good as... Stifle some F-bombs here. Um, Listen, let's be real. I don't agree with Draymond on a lot, Colin. He is dead right here. Jason Tatum is getting totally shafted. <laughs> Usually, the best team in the league... The best player from that team gets then, the MVP or is it in the mix for it? Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. They're not the best team in the league. They have not been this season. Did they win the title last year? Yeah. Are they maybe half-butting it this year? Sure. They're not going all out because they won the title. What but, helps him a lot is that Boston is the a great team. So I do think this year he's a little underappreciated this year. But I also think we've been trying to make... I had this discussion with Ryan Rossillo, and you know he's from the Northeast, and and he knows all the NBA, but Boston, and I said, you know, we, we want, because he trained early with Kobe, a lot of people have said, like, Tatum's got a little little Kobe, a little Michael, and above the shoulders he doesn't. Physically, he does. He doesn't. I don't trust him in big spots. He's real hit and miss for me in big spots. I trusted Bird. I trusted Magic. I trusted Michael. I trust Duncan. I trust Jokic. I trust in Tatum in big spots. I'm 50-50. Right. I had to look this up. Tatum's 25, turns 26 next week. We should have a birthday party for him here on the show. Mike, by the way, Michael Jordan didn't do jack squat by the age of 26. He was nothing. Dominating. He didn't do anything. He was scoring 37 Ooh, a game. Scoring points. Whoop de damn do. Everybody scores points in the NBA. <laughs> Jason Tatum has accomplished more by the age of 25 than Jordan did, oh, and it's not even close. Well, you have to remember when Jordan entered the league, there were real dynasties. One in Detroit, one in Boston, one in Los Angeles. Nobody was getting through the Pistons, Celtics, and Lakers. There's no that, dynasty now. Totally the league fair. is wide open for Tatum. How about you get me a trophy? One. There's it's no just, dynasties so now. Hard. He entered the league and the Warriors dynasty was at, at the end. So that's fair. And then Le LeBron, yeah, he, LeBron moved west. Kawhi came over for a year. He moved. Well, actually, Kawhi walks into the East for an hour, wins a title, oh, leaves. Stop it. Stop. Listen, time out. Hold up. When Tatum was in the East as a young pup, right out of Duke, there was a dynasty. His name was LeBron James. He went to eight straight finals in the East. Like, Tatum's not getting by at 19 years old with Isaiah Thomas and those guys. I didn't demand that. I said, you've been like six, seven years now. You had a home game against old Golden State. And Steph Curry took it over. Yes, an all-time great player. A top 10 player in the history of the league took over. By the way, did you see the clip that circulated where Curry, after that loss, told the Celtics, uh, I hope you enjoy your final win of the finals. And then the Warriors won the rest of the games. <laughs> Curry's just such a bad, bad, you know what. He's awesome. Gosh. He is. J-Mac with the news. 
Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live By news. the way, at the top of the hour, I'm going to make your head explode. You're not going to believe what I'm going to set up for you. I'm going to force you, the audience, to make a couple of guesses on things. It's going to make everybody very uncomfortable. So don't go anywhere. Coming up next, finally, an NFL executive on J.J. McCarthy appears to come to his senses. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
continues his path towards back-to-back Player of the Year awards when he leads number two Purdue against Michigan State. Coverage begins Saturday at 7 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Every year, there's generally a quarterback in the first round that I really like, and I'll tell you about it. And then there's one I don't really get. I don't want to pick on him, but uh, this year, the J.J. McCarthy stuff at Michigan, I don't see what everybody else sees. So finally, finally, an NFL executive told Albert Breer um, called him a stretched-out Bryce Young. He said, for how tall he comes in at, weight has to be a factor. He's taken back by how narrow and lanky the Wolverines quarterback is. How much bigger can he actually get? This has been my criticism of the two or three I have. He is 6'3", 202. I'm 6'1", 195, and I'm thin. So he's an inch and a half taller than me and five pounds more. He looks thin to me. And go back to the last seven or eight quarterbacks who have been a little short or a little thin. Bryce Young, Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray, Tua, uh, Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield. Not a great track record. Look around the league right now. I know it's I know it's been cool. Russell Wilson came in, got to a couple Super Bowls. You can be a small guy. Herbert, 6'6". Josh Allen, 6'5", 240. Trevor Lawrence, 6'6". Patrick Mahomes, 6'2", 225. Aaron Rodgers, 6'2", 223. Joe Burrow, 6'4", 218. Dak, 6'2", 240. A big difference between 202 and 228 as a pro athlete. That's not Pop-Tarts weight. That's not pudding weight. That's muscle. And so J.J. McCarthy, 6'3", and 202 at Michigan. That's number one. The second thing is this Michigan National Championship team was really known for defense, Harbaugh, and the run game, not the quarterback. Seven of the 15 games for J.J. McCarthy, half. He threw for under 160 yards. Half. And by the way, and those were big games, Penn State, Washington, Iowa, Ohio State, right? The, the big games. So, in fact, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. This is with Michigan's O-line. He didn't throw a touchdown pass in five of his last seven games. Half of his touchdown passes came against three teams, all awful. Indiana, East Carolina, and Michigan State. And people are banging on Jaden Daniels because he had a couple of warm-up games where he threw a lot of touchdowns. Half of J.J. McCarthy's touchdowns came against three awful teams. He had one 300-yard passing game. One. Michael Penix had 10. Bo Nix had seven. J.J. McCarthy had one. Just look at the size. He, he's 6'3 and 202. I don't, this has been my takeaway. I don't know how much weight you can put on. We, we, I've seen this for years and years and years. That players come into a league and we, we talk ourselves into, well, you can put on weight. I, I mean, I watched Bryce Young this year. That, that's his size. I mean, J-Mac, to his credit, said in camp, he looks tiny. The helmet looks huge on him. He just, and that's what I see with J.J. McCarthy. Didn't, he had his biggest game against Purdue. He didn't play behind very much. You get these minimal passing numbers without a ton of rushing numbers. He's not hyper-athletic like a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson. He can move, but Bo Nix can move and gave you seven 300-yard games. 
So I, I don't know. It's it's I'm not I'm not saying he won't play in the league. I, I can see somebody drafting him like second round, very, very late first, if you sit him for two years and let him grow into something. But I, I'm hearing all this top ten stuff and I'm just looking at all these undersized quarterbacks who are Bridgewater came into the league. I like Teddy, but he was spindly. Bryce Young comes in, small, spindly. Josh Rosen, again, I thought he was going to be very talented, but a guy that could get ragdolled by a 260-pound defensive end in college. So I, it, I, I just don't quite see what everybody else sees. Um, something else I thought about regarding uh, LeBron James. and Generally, I think I've been very fair with LeBron. And uh, also... You know, nobody is nobody's totally uh, realistic about their kids. You know, I, I've joked with friends is when your kid is, when my son was five years old, he's going to be president of the United States. By the time he was 12, I was, I was hoping he'd be president of a frat house. And then by like 17, you're like, I hope he's a happy kid. Uh, and that's not to say my kid's not a home run and a great kid, but like we're not, we're not reasonable as parents. Like everybody thinks their kid's going to be this, that, this. You know, kids are kids. Very few people accelerate to the top of anything. And um, LeBron James has been upset because people have been pushing back in mock drafts that his son Bronny uh, is is he doesn't make he doesn't make these mock drafts. He's not getting drafted. And LeBron James goes to social media, Twitter X, and says, "Can y'all please let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? Put the work in." Uh, because this all started, ESPN had removed Bronny James from its 2024 mock draft. It it now projects him to go in 2025. So let's be honest about this. LeBron James started it. LeBron's the guy in January that said Bronny could start for the Lakers right now. Okay, you started the expectations. Right now, USC is a bad team. They're 11th in the Pac-12. Bronny doesn't start for USC. USC and UCLA, I think they played this weekend. Two teams can't score. Okay, Bronny's not an NBA player. He may become one, but LeBron's got to be honest. He's the one that put it out there. He could start for the Lakers right now. I want to play with my son. He said it three years ago. So dad ramped up the expectations. My takeaway on Bronny, I've watched him play twice. I don't think he's explosive at the NBA level. I don't think he jumps off the television when you watch USC. Sometimes you, you can't even tell he's on the floor. And he had a cardiac arrest before the season, which I think is the most important thing by a mile. I just don't think at this point he's an NBA player. I think he's athletic. Um, I'm sure he's got some intangible, smart kid like his dad. But I, I don't see it. I, I don't see an NBA guy right now. But let's be fair about this. You know, when you put your kid out there, I've had people send me tapes of their son, 11 years old, high school football. Hey, can you give them some publicity? Yeah, I can. They're not as good as you think. Are you comfortable with that? Are you, Dad, comfortable with that? So you put your kids out there. That's I've worked with people who want their kids to be broadcasters. They're like 12, and they send me tapes. Hey, could you help him? Yeah, I tell him to work harder. He's not very good at 12. Are you comfortable with that? So you put your kid out there. You got to be ready for like mock drafts. I'm not. I'm not joking. I've had people send me tapes on their high school athlete kids. Can you give them some pub? No, I can't because it wouldn't be nice in their 12. So I, I'm trying to be fair with LeBron, but you put a kid out there, and I mean USC's bad, and I I don't believe he starts for them. So of course he's not in the mock draft. 
All right? I think that's fair. But I also understand that dads are dads. And none of us are reasonable with our kids. Over the course of time, we're like, hey, they're happy kids. They're great kids. They're curious kids. I know. It's kids. It's hard. Hour two, live in L.A. It's The Herd. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.